1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Teams could have the option to use five substitutes for the whole of next season. Celtic and Rangers are in France for pre-season as they look to close in on new signings. And Jim Jeffries is the latest to return to Hearts. I'm Alison Conroy and delighted to say joining me tonight is Jim Duffy. Yeah, glad to be back, uh, Alison. And, uh, you know, you're saying that uh, some teams are looking to get five substitutes. There's, there's a lot of clubs, including my own, at this moment in time, who don't have five players, never mind five subs. Mm. So I think like uh, a lot of the, the clubs down south, it definitely benefits the, the bigger teams. There's no doubt about that. They've got the stronger squads, better options for them. But uh, I'm not quite sure why they would want to continue that. And, and I hope yeah. there's not the two water breaks. That's for sure, because we certainly don't have the, the weather to worry about that too much in Scotland. You can give us a call tonight on 01419511025 or tweet us at Clyde SSB. Jim, you feeling good? Yeah, feeling all right. I mean, it was a bit of a shock to the system. Uh, I'm sure there's there's a few listeners uh, listening in. It's probably had the same uh uh, situation, but um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a shock to myself, shock to my family. Mm-hmm. But uh, thankfully, um, you know, they seem to they seem to have uh, resolved the problem, and uh, you know, I feel all right at the moment. Just take it easy for the next couple of weeks, and then look to step up. And again, just have to say a big thank you to to all the all the medical staff mm-hmm. that looked after me. They were absolutely magnificent. I know they've had a lot of praise over the last few months with the COVID nineteen. This was yeah. uh, obviously something you know not not related to that. But nevertheless, um, you know the the the, t- the care and the the attention that they gave me, and uh, you know the the you know I can't I can't thank my uh, enough. Absolutely, you see, still taking it easy. Mm-hmm. Dumbarton, most are still on furlough. You've mm-hmm. got that bit extra time, I suppose, because the season won't start till October. Yeah, with the election of the Betfred, it's going to be October the sixth. Initially, the we thought it was going to be October the seventeenth, just with the league campaign. But mm-hmm. if it is October the sixth, then you're probably talking about pre-season near the end of August. But yeah, you have to formulate a team, and like most years, uh, anybody uh, that, that knows that uh, the, the levels I've been at over the last few years, invariably you start from from scratch. So I currently have one player under contract, which is Ross Forbes, <laughs> and uh, every other player is out of contract. So when I get the nod from the board. Um, to start working again, then um, you know we'll try and try and get a team together. Do you expect a lot of lower league clubs to be in a similar position to you, and then it probably means that all clubs will be looking at the same players at the same time? Yeah, not just lower league clubs. I mean, we've seen recently. I know Hibernian have brought three players mm-hmm. in, but they've obviously said that they've had to make cutbacks. Dundee have asked the uh, the players, um, you know, to take significant wage cuts. There's been a lot of um, staff lost their, their jobs. Um, but of, of course, further down the levels you go, then the more impact it has. There are there are a few clubs um, who are fortunate enough to go and get the get their players in. But I think, you know, I, I, I think even as high as fifty percent of clubs just now, there's you can see, you know, just by reading the papers and looking online and all these things, there's not a lot of business getting done. Alison, you know, mm. everyone's waiting to see if fans are going to be allowed in or even the possibility this side of 2020. Well, let's look at this decision by IFAB today. As I say, Scottish teams could have the option to use five substitutes per game next season after a temporary rule change was extended until next year. Initially, it was four competitions being completed from last season, but IFAB 
the the games plate rulemakers have decided that it can be extended. It says league and cup competitions next season can implement the rule change. So it opens the door for the SPFL, of course, to use five subs per game. The rule can also be applied to the Scottish Cup if the SFA decide to adopt it as well. Do, do you see merit in it as the season goes on or as you say for certain clubs you know it's very difficult no I don't really see I mean I understand why it happened in England particularly just at this moment in time because they were cramming all these games in to get the season finished so an awful lot of games in a short period of time but the Scottish season is going to start on August the 1st it's not really that much difference yeah. and I'm sure there will be a, there, there is a period uh, you know initially where it's a bit congested but I think it, there's enough time to get the games in Again, is it going to be the three, um, you know, the three um, substitutions, if you want to call it that? Although a maximum of five players, but uh, three, three allowed three stoppages, um, which is happening in England just now. So you can't make five individual subs; you have to do it in three batches. Yep. Uh, it's, again, as I said, listen, a lot of the bigger teams will be happy with that. They've got big squads; it keeps their players happier as well. You've got a, some game, you time. Get game time and a part of the, you know, you maybe, of course, you feel part of it. And at any level, don't get me wrong, if you can give opportunities to give players games, you would do so. But, um, uh, you know, the, as I said, definitely a definite benefit to the to the teams with the stronger squads. Fans, you can tell us your thoughts on the five substitutes as well. 01419511025. Jim, both Celtic and Rangers have arrived in France. It seems strange mm. saying that mm. after the last few months, but they are both there for pre-season and they'll play in this tournament over the, the next week or so. Yes, I mean, it just, I mean, for so long we weren't talking about football at mm-hmm. all. You know, you mean all the various aspects of whether league should be finished and clubs' votes uh, should have been, you know, changed and all these sort of things. And everything was off the field. But listen, it's great that the, you know we can you know see that you know clubs are preparing for the new season and 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 going about their business as normal, if you want to call it that, by playing pre-season games. Of course, you know it'll be mentioned many times and has been mentioned about the lack of fans, but. F- the teams still have to prepare, you know, for the new season. And the, the best way to do that is get games under your belt. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time since players uh, participated in competitive football. So it'll definitely take them three or four games to get up to speed. So I wouldn't read too much into the first couple of games. Managers will spread their squads, give as much game time as they possibly can. The games will probably play that, you know, just just above walking pace, I think, for the first <laughs> couple of games. But then they'll start to step up. So, but li- listen, it's the first uh, the first fruits uh, of, of the new season. But playing teams like Nice, Leon, PSG, it's mm-hmm. a good challenge. Although you don't take much from the result at this mm-hmm. stage, it gives the players a test. Yeah, and again, getting away and, and, and getting together again and getting that mentality, that the kind of psychological aspect of, listen, we're ready to go here. There's only a few weeks to go before this new new campaign is up and running. We need to get ourselves up to speed. Players, as I said to you, it gives that kind of motivation to the players and the players will be absolutely dying to go on that pitch again and uh, and be competitive. So, you know, a few of them might be running about like headless chickens for the, for the first 20 minutes just because they'll be like new, they'll be kids at Christmas. You know what I mean? They'll just be so excited yeah. to get back on that pitch again. Now, they're both both teams are in France. They're both looking at signing targets. We, we've spoken about the goalkeeping situation mm. at Celtic quite a lot in recent weeks Joe Hart looks like he's now the top target with Fraser Forster becoming increasingly unlikely that new loan deal was agreed but the player didn't want to mm-hmm. take that up. Yeah, I mean Fraser Forster's made it perfectly clear he wants a permanent move he doesn't want to go on loan again. Um obviously that's his preference and you know whether it's financially viable for Celtic or not I, I don't really know but 
you know, the the Joe Hart one was, you know, it, it creeped up uh, a few weeks ago, uh, and now seems to have resurfaced mm-hmm. again, and, and bit, but a little bit more prominently this time. So listen, everyone's got their opinions on on every player that any any of the clubs sign, and you know, we've you know we've heard it many times over the years when somebody goes to say, oh, I'm not too sure about him. But the proof is, if he gets signed and if he does the business, he's, a, he's an England international goalkeeper. Yeah. At one point, he was regarded as one of the top young goalkeepers in Europe. Um, he's had a very sticky spell over the last three or four years. There's, there's no doubt about that. But maybe just getting away from, you know, the, the, the kind of major spotlight of the English Premiership um, and going to Scotland might help him. Although he's probably picked the toughest year ever <laughs> if it does happen. Uh, with Celtic uh, obviously looking to get ten in a row, and and, and Rangers looking to, to to try and stop them. So there, yeah, there will be an enormous pressure on every player that plays this year. Is it a case for Celtic fans when it comes to the goalkeeper that they're really probably apart from Fraser Forster, they don't want anybody else yeah. because they want Fraser Forster. Yeah, it's a difficult one. There was a couple of other clubs, um, you know, the other couple of, so a goalkeepers mentioned from abroad. But if you don't know them, then, you know, and you've got your, I mean, he was immense, let's be honest, Fraser Forster, mm-hmm. he was immense for Celtic. And if they could have got him, I think it would have been a magnificent signing for them. Um, but, you know, again, you know, there's the, if, the, if the player's not convinced that's what he wants to do, Celtic have to look at other options. And you look around, who's got the experience, who's, who can cope with it, who can handle it. And Joe Hart had to handle, again, enormous publicity and pressure playing, particularly for, for England, you know, uh, because any mistake he made, he got heavily criticised for, so he had to deal with that. So he, he, he can deal with that side. He, he, there's no doubt he can, he can cope with the expectations. And, and as I said, it might, just be, it might just be something he needs in his career to kickstart it again. But uh, yeah, I mean... the. the Listen, the jury's going to be out until a decision is made. If he's made and he gets yep. in the team and he performs, you know, well, then, you know, all that negativity will just dis- disappear as quickly as it's as, 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 as creeped up. And I suppose for Neil Lennon, he can't wait around forever on mm-hmm. Fraser Forster making his final decision mm-hmm. about where he's going to end up because yeah. it is only, what, three, three weeks? Yeah, I mean, I, I miss them. There's, there's, I mean, you look around goalkeepers and anybody knows me, including goalkeepers I have worked with, I'm, goalkeepers are not my favourite. But I, I, I would have looked at maybe Scotland and somebody like Joe Lewis. I think Joe Lewis is a terrific goalkeeper at Aberdeen. I think that, um, you know, it, it might have cost a, a couple of million, maybe tops even. But for me, he's captain Aberdeen. I think he's been one of the best goalkeepers in the country over the last few years. Somebody like him, for me, would have been a really good option. Mm-hmm. He's got great presence. He's six foot four, six foot five, I think. Um, you know, he's, he's got all the attributes that you need to, to be a goalkeeper and, and a goalkeeper playing for a club like Celtic. Um, Derek McInnes will not be happy about me saying it, but I think, I think you know, he's a, he's a type of goalkeeper that I think could, could have been and maybe should have been on Celtic's radar. Yeah, Tony on Twitter at Clyde SSB says, if it's an older keeper, it has to be David Marshall. Coming off a top season for Wigan, knows the club, knows what 10 means. It's a big no for Joe Hart for me. Yeah, well, David Marshall, I know very well. I was at Norwich um, when, uh, when when we signed him. And uh, uh, again, another top-class goalkeeper, you know, Scotland's goalkeeper. Uh, he's an experienced goalkeeper, as you said. He's, I mean, uh, again, he's he's, he's 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 learned his trade. He's he's very composed. He, he, you know, he's a good shot stopper. He's good with the ball at his feet. So, uh, yeah, he's another very good option and somebody that, you know, I, I think would, would, certainly wouldn't let Celtic down and I think be another a, a terrific signing if... As I said, the, uh, that that was the choice that Celtic made. Aman in Govan Hill has given us a call tonight. Hello, Aman. Hello, good afternoon. Hello. How are you doing? Hi, Aman. Good, thanks. Hi, uh, uh, just to say, uh, Jim, uh, you know, 
I hope you get well soon, mate. Well done, you. You're a good battler. Thanks very much, man. I feel, I feel good, mate. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. That's brilliant. Uh, just to say, see uh, the the goalkeeping situation itself right now. Mm. He keep trying to say Fraser Foster. I mean, he he could have won a lot of medals. I mean, you know, the next season we could still do another quad treble or a treble or at least do ten in a row. There's one part of history Fraser Foster could have been. But if he doesn't want to be here and money motivates him, then good luck on him. I mean. But like you said, that boy from Aberdeen, or even that Marshall boy back to Celtic, do you think, that, do you think that's, that, that's a good idea? Yeah, well, I mean, see, Fraser Foster, I mean, we don't know if it's motivated by money. I mean, he's obviously earned a lot, but maybe maybe he just doesn't want... To, if, if you go on loan, you're, you're living maybe in a hotel or a rented house and all these sort of things, but if he gets a, maybe a three-year contract, then he can he can move. You know, you it's, it's more about establishing yourself and you're not... Because if he goes on loan again, he goes he's got, maybe going to get back to Southampton further down the line all these sort of things so it may be just for, from his own peace of mind and, and career he wants something a bit of stability and maybe that's that's his bigger reason because I mean Celtic's going to pay him handsomely as well and he may well get some sort of deal as well from Southampton so I think financially I, I don't see that being you know pivotal in it although I'm sure it's as important of course but the other goalkeepers these are these are just you know my take on it I'm, you know I mean I, I think that uh you know, there'll be a number of goalkeepers that will be, you know, thrown at Celtic. I'm sure. I'm sure at this moment in time, um, the scouting uh, network is is inundated. Um, you know, by by you know, be, be 20, 30 goalkeepers will be getting thrown at Celtic at this moment in time. But it's, I think they've got to understand Scottish football. Got to understand what's at stake this year. So that's the reason why I would be more likely to go for someone who's a little bit aware yeah. of it rather than someone coming from abroad who's got really no idea how important this season is for Celtic Thank you to Aman for his call Alec in Motherwell's given us a call you've got a, another suggestion for a Celtic goalkeeper do you? <laughs> well half the Celtic fans last week to say they don't need a goalkeeper for this year but <laughs> <laughs> that's beside the point No uh, first of all Jim it's nice to see you back and I wish you the best of health pal Thanks uh, It's Trevor Carson at Mull now I'm, I'm a Mull fan mm. and obviously I'm I don't want to lose Trevor Carson. But, Jim, do you not think Trevor Carson would have been a good choice for Celtic? Because a couple of years ago, there was a, a bit of talk about uh, Carson going to Celtic. Yeah, they bid, yeah, what, yeah. 375,000, mm-hmm. I think they bid from at the time that yeah. they then got Scott Bain. Yeah, that's right. You know, I, th- I think, yeah, I mean, again, Alex, I think there are some good goalkeepers in Scotland. Again, Trevor Carson, again, like all the Motherwell players, uh, has uh, had a terrific season, and and you know a lot. You know, mother will have, have turned up some good goalkeepers over recent years as well. But um, yeah, I mean, there, there is a, a a number of goalkeepers around, and I think he's one of them. But just as I said, for me, in this in this stage, you know, of of what Celtic are going to try try and and compete for next year, um, I would be looking at maybe someone who has got a bit more experience in terms of. Just the demands, and and that's the reason why I say Joe Lewis or possibly David Marshall. I, I would be more than likely to go for someone like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're absolutely right. I mean, the Carson's a very very good goalkeeper. Um, as I said, and as I said, I'm sure you know the, there'll be a lot of calls out there with plenty of other options. I think there'll be a lot of Motherwell fans shouting at you <laughs> as well. Well, that's uh, he, he's, he's the oh, one. Okay. He's, he's the one that suggested, that and he's a Motherwell fan. So you'll you'll not be very popular. Ah, I can't do that. Yeah, you, you'll be you'll be getting a bit of stick on social media. I'll tell you that. Alec. Ah, don't bother with that, Jim. That's <laughs> that's my league. That I'm old school. <laughs> Alec, are you hoping that Motherwell can hold on to some other players though during this transfer window as well? 
Well, I, but I'm kind of a really tough with the guy that he's brought in. You know what I mean? And I think the Marvel fans are maybe a wee bit divided with the big Jay Casey. But mm-hmm. it's good to see. Uh, I fancy the the boy Ricky Lamy. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think he's going to do a good turn, and it's good that they've tied up O'Hara as well. Because mm-hmm. I, I thought he had a good season last season. And Chris Long coming I, back I, as well. Yeah, but I mean, Chris I mean, Long's another one. I, I, no, it looks promising, but. Only time will tell. Yeah, they've got a strong side as well. I mean, physical as well. I mean, uh, you know, you, you look at, uh, you know, Ricky, who I know very well. I had him at Clyde and at Morton, mm-hmm. uh, Ricky Alami, and, and also Jordan White, who's a really big, you know, six foot four, six foot five again. Ricky's six foot three, I think. Um, you know, the, the, these guys, Mark Ahara, uh, I think, is, is, is over six foot. Sure, there's a, there's, a, there's a real presence about this Motherwell side, and the likes are long and hasty, give them real pace as well. So there's a there's a good balance about that motherwell side. I mean, I I looked at them on paper, uh, and I think that um, David Turnbull coming back, by all accounts, looks very yeah. very good at this moment in time. Uh, likes Alan Campbell midfield. I think motherwell are a very good side. Declan Gallagher was immense last year, so I I think motherwell will be. I, I can't you can't call them a surprise package because they finished third yeah. uh, last year. But they're going to be strong I, I again. Think, I think they'll be there thereabouts. I think they'll they'll really be um, you know top. Top four again, and possibly even you know pushing pushing a little bit higher in points tally than they would have last year. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Jim Duffy here with me, Alison Conroy on Clyde One Super Scoreboard tonight through until seven o'clock. Let's go straight back onto the phones. We've got Andy and Finnison. Hello, Andy. How are you doing, guys? I'm glad Jim's back. Jim, my local used to be Jai Jai's way back in the oh, day. Mate, I'm I, glad they're back, mate. <laughs> that was a long time ago, mate. A very long time ago. Cheers, I, I, Andy. I'm just thinking about uh, you know, the five sub thing. I'm quite, um, being a Rangers fan, I'm quite happy because I think the amount of games we could play this season, you know, would, uh, would suit, you know, mm-hmm. suit us. But on another hand, I'm going to get fair. You were saying earlier on, the smaller teams that you know, might not have two subs. But uh, because I'm just thinking about I'm, I know it's going to be hard, but we could still qualify for you know next round the Europe Europa Cup. Mm-hmm. So and then there's going to be games every two or three days. So the players would need as much rest as they could get. So you know I'm just thinking you know I'm kind of swaggering that you were saying earlier on is that the weird teams you might not have a team. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about that? I agree, as I said, Andy. I think initially, you know, there'll be a lot of games, you know, for teams, and I think initially that's fair enough. But I, I don't quite get the whole season. That, that that's for me. I, I, even if they've done it up to the end of the year, say, uh, and that would allow teams to, you know, formulate their squads, get because obviously they're changing the transfer windows as well. They're going to make that a little bit longer, all these kind of things, and it gives maybe times for managers to bed players in, give them some game time, particularly the bigger squads like like the Rangers. But I think that, um, you know, it's funny because some of the criticism that we heard from Rangers fans in, in, in here was that Stephen Gerrard didn't make substitutions early enough uh-huh. or positively enough. So he'll be interesting to see we actually having more options whether he actually does because he tended to kind of, you know, wait and wait. And a lot of Rangers fans that I know were, were, we were thinking they should, he should, be, should have been changing things earlier. But maybe having a bit, you know, if he's, if he's a wee bit happier with his squad this year, if he feels if he's got more options, then of course that's going to benefit Rangers. There's no doubt about it, and it maybe keeps other players on their toes if they've got, you know, if it, if it gives them if they know they can get a bit of game time rather than sitting in the stand 
once you've had your three subs, the rest of them are just switching off, aren't they? So if they if they know that there's a, po- a possibility mm-hmm. that they can get on and make an impact and maybe maybe impress the manager, then you know maybe just keeps everybody else a wee bit a wee bit more on their toes. I mean, how's the rules? How does the rules go? Are they allowed to do like three at a time and then two, or is there a is there a, yeah. a limit? You yeah. know, they or they can do five at one time if they wanted. Well, it's, it's, I think in, from England's point of view, I, I, I think there's three stoppages, Maximum, and I think yeah. and, that, and that's what you can do. Um, so it's, it's, I think it's up to yourself and how you do them because I've seen a few of them doing it at half time, doing a, you know, maybe two substitutes and then two and then maybe leaving one just in case they need it for further down the line in case they get an injury. I mean, obviously Manchester United the other night they lost a uh, lost a late goal, but they'd already used the three three uh, you know stoppages, so they don't put on all their subs. Five subs and, and the boy got injured. The boy Williams got injured in the, in the last few minutes, so they had to play the remaining. So even though they had still they'd they'd five subs, they they they've used up the, the the three stoppages. So even even a huge team like Manchester United with a massive squad they've got can still you can still find yourself um, you know a man a man down if 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 you've used everybody. So it's about how you use it, when you use it, and obviously it depends on the games. Andy, if if Rangers are winning a game comfortably. They might it might give the manager an opportunity, and for me, I would love to seen it two maybe two under twenty ones or something like that had to be part of this. So at least then there's there's young boys getting an opportunity. Yeah. So you can say you can use three subs, or if you use five, but two of them have to be under twenty one or under twenty. So that it gives you know if a manager does is in a good position, it's not an experienced player going on for five minutes. It's a young kid getting a chance to maybe go and play. Um, you know, and get and get, a, get get some game time. That's how I would have liked to have seen it done. I quite agree with you. I do agree with you. Water breaks because that mm-hmm. this is something that can you know you, you might be in top mm-hmm. and then you've got to stop for two minutes and then. I am definitely aware of water breaks. We don't need help. I was going to say, it's not really something no. you need in Scotland. So, water break, no. you see it happening in games no. when it's absolutely roasting yeah. and players can't run for 45 yeah. minutes. But see, see, in honest Scotland, with you, they, they don't want to. They, they'd, be free, they'd be like, hurry up, ref, and get the game going again. We're chittering over here. You know, so, <laughs> no. so and also, they might get. They might and players be, should be fit enough. Yeah. And they might be getting a year for the manager as well. So, we've got enough at half time. We don't need another two during the game. So, but I, I, I personally, I, I, I would like the substitutes. As I said, if they're going to do five, you know, two of them to me should mm-hmm. should be youngsters, and that that gives them a chance, uh, and also helps your your development squad. It, give, it encourages them because they know there's a chance of them being part. Because you can nominate seven, can't you? Seven subs. So mm-hmm. why not make at least two of them? You know, to go yeah, on the pitch, young, youth young, younger players. Andy, as a Rangers fan, what do you um, make of um, Stephen Gerrard's signings so far? They're being linked with a move for Amiens midfielder Bongani Zungu as well. It looks like um, the French side would let him go for around three and a half million. Is that something you would like to see? Obviously, he's brought in Calvin Bassey, John McLaughlin, Yanis Hadji. I just think I I don't know, but I'm not really too sure what the boy you say there was talking mm-hmm. about. But I'd like to try and get, I'd like to really try and get another uh, centre forward because mm-hmm. uh, I think Jermaine uh, Defoe, he's not going to be playing every game he can, but someday, no, just we can change it a bit. But no, a big, uh, I would say like an Andy Carroll, Derek Johnson, Colin Steen, kind of big. So sometimes Rangers last season try to play the ball too much, you know, we beat. Well, you've got. I mean, even Kevin Gerrard. Sometimes when you adapt, change things when they're playing against like a ten-man defence. Mm-hmm. But sometimes a big punt into the box. You know, it's, uh, 
it's sometimes it works, you know what I mean? We got a half decent big player in there. Yeah, and uh, you don't you don't aye. need to be of a big punt in the ball. I was watching Chelsea last night and Chelsea didn't play well, but they they drew on. And the thing is, get uh-huh. crosses into the box and Giroud scores with a header and he's really good in the air. And, it, you know, you don't need to hit... The, you just have to go from back to front. All it happens to be is it gives you the option when you get up around about the box, particularly in wide areas, you can you can cross it. And I think Rangers have got terrific wide players in terms of Tavernier and Barrett and on the other side who mm-hmm. put great crosses in anyway. So I think uh-huh. I agree 100%. If you've got an option up there, uh, you know, for, for Rangers, as, as I said, uh, you know, somebody's got a bit more of a physical presence... Um, you know, because when Morelos is out, you know, Rangers definitely, you know, have to play a different type of game. Um, but I think uh, you, if you get an option, you know, who's who can give you something different, yeah, if it's not working playing your, your normal football, then you can get it wide. But then when you go up around about the box, not throwing it in from 40 yards out, but you know, getting up to sort of in line with the 18 yard line, uh-huh. putting balls in, maybe hitting a couple of diagonals. Supporting the play, it just gives you a different option of playing because there will be teams that go to Ibrox and will sit in and make it difficult. And Rangers found to their cost last year too many times that you know they couldn't break they couldn't break teams down. Mm-hmm. So for me, yeah, that would be the one position. I think I think they've got enough midfield players. I don't really know why. I mean, that might just be rumour, but yep. I don't really see them having to go and spend another three million pound on another midfield player. I think they've got plenty. Andy, where do you stand right. on the the Linden Dykes link? Uh, again, I'm not too sure. Uh, I would, I'd really like to get, you know, somebody that's been there and done. I mean, he's a good player, the boy, but you know, like a, a seasoned player, uh, you know, a, a player that's been there for the last three, four years, that's scoring goals and things like that. I, but I'm kind of a fifty-fifty in over him. You know what I mean? I'd like to get a big sign, really big sign, somebody that can score goals like Morelos did last year. Uh, just to, to back him up and keep him on his toes because <laughs> that's what he needs <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah I think I think as I said to you, you know, don't get me wrong listen a top class centre forward whether he's 5 feet 2 or 6 feet 2 yeah. it's hard to find and they're very very expensive very expensive so you know whether they can you know you know, pull a rabbit out of the hat or get one in loan or something like that I don't really know but I, I, you know, I, I'm with Andy there. I think that if they can get someone like it. Now, listen, Lyndon Dykes has got potential. There's no doubt about that. He brought Camberry in last year. There's still talk about a possibility there. Mm-hmm. To me, he's, he's he, he does a lot. He's working in in the channels. He's not an out and out penalty box striker. Um, so I think maybe looking at a different type. Um, again, you know, whether it's you know Dykes who would probably cost what million million plus possibly. But he said one really good season in the Premier League, uh, you know, yeah. with, with Livingston. I think he maybe needs a little bit more. But he wouldn't. He, I mean, listen. Let's be honest. If he did go there, he'd be a backup player anyway. And so, he's not going to go straight no, in there. Is no, he? because the, you've the got Morelos in the four. And again, we saw that Aberdeen had accepted two and a half million for, um, for, for um, you know, Sam Cosgrove. So would you would you go and pay two and a half million pound for a, for a player to support Morelos? I'm not so sure. When you look at these players, you know, we're, we're talking about Lyndon Dykes and he's 24, so he's mm-hmm. not the, the young young player like, mm-hmm. say, Jake Hasty, who mm-hmm. took the move to Rangers, ended up out on loan. He's back at Motherwell on loan, which for Motherwell will probably be a really good signing mm-hmm. for them. Is there a risk sometimes of going to these clubs too soon, although these chances don't come along very often, so it's a very difficult Decision for a player to make Yeah of course I mean Greg Doherty was similar I mean he's at Hamilton Playing every week You know you've got Jake Hasty Playing every week mm-hmm. uh, You know and then You've got other boys Who went out and loan Like like Ryan Hardy Previous to that Who went and loaned To a number of clubs Did Again Livingston One of them did re- really well 
but they just can't force their way into that Rangers first team. Listen, ultimately, it's down to the manager's decision. If he doesn't think he's ready, Jordan Jones or another one, I know he had injuries, but I mean, he was an absolute stick on it, command like every week. But going to Rangers is a, it's a whole different ball game. I mean, you're going from a provincial club to one of the biggest clubs in the country. Mm-hmm. You're not just, you know, I mean, you're just a worldwide renowned club, and you have to be able to deal with that. Although there's no fans at the moment, you know, in essence, you've got 50,000 people yeah. demanding success. You have to be able to cope with that. When you walk down the street, everybody knows you. You know, it's it's you know it's a it's a whole different um, aspect. You know, psychologically having to deal with that, and it can sometimes take time. You know, you've seen players going to clubs, and it that has taken them a little bit of time to settle in. So, you know, it doesn't mean that, that you can write them off. Jake Case, they might go there, as I said, for Motherwell, and then and then come back uh-huh. and, and and really be a star at Rangers. But he has to get to learn, and I think he might have been better staying at Rangers at this moment in time if he if he wants a Rangers career, learning what Rangers is about. Being in front of the manager every day, trying to impress him at training, and then he will get his chance because you know Rangers will have a lot of games, injuries, all these kind of things, and then you're the guy, you're you're rattling the manager's door, and you're ready he to sees go. you every day. But if you go to Motherwell, even if you do well, you know they're still you're, you're still out the picture a little bit. Thank you to Andy for his call. We've got Tom and Cumbernauld on the line now. Hello, Tom. Hi, hi there. Hello. Hey. How are you, Alison? Uh, how are you, Alison? And how's Jim? It's good to have Jim back again, and I hope you're keeping a lot better, Jim. Thank you. Yeah, I'm I, keeping well, I, 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 had, I was, had to self isolate myself, Jim, for mm. uh, I had the, the COVID for three months. Oof. But I'm uh, a lot better now. Good, good. My, my, the, my main point is, Jim, obviously, as you know, I've been on a few times, mm. and I'm a Rangers fan mm. now. My question is to you what do you think? After Jermaine, Jermaine Defoe's the article in the paper the other day about saying that they've got quality players mm-hmm. and they, they, they should mount a challenge, they, what do you think Rangers need to do better this season? I think they need to be more tight at the back mm-hmm. because they give away some stupid goals. Mm-hmm. And I, I think at times Goldstone can be the, if he concentrates to playing football, and not tries to a couple of times last season he was caught out. I can't remember who it was, but one of the times he, he slipped up and the one of the teams scored. Yeah. They I think they're okay midfield wise, but if the the four Morelos gets injured, they've got problems. And I quite like when the last caller that was on and you asked him about the London Dykes. Mm-hmm. I quite like London Dykes because mm-hmm. a couple of times against the. Celtic, the what's called the French boy at the centre half. Julian, yeah, because of a Julian. Julian quite uncomfortable playing against him. Yeah, uh, but I know what you mean. It could be back if he's not going to be. Again, I don't think he's going to get in the first team straight away. The obviously they could play different tactics. They just what you what do you think yourself and personally, the I would make possibly. Ryan Jack, the captain, instead of Tavernier. Mm-hmm. It's just what you think yourself, Jim, and I hope your your own team, the Dumbarton, do well this season, Jim. Yeah, thanks very much. Um, listen, I, I think there's a couple of things here. The first thing is Gary McAllister. You know, I think he's come out and, and, and really praised. Um, you know, James Tavernier, mm-hmm. and and I think that's fair enough. A lot of times, a lot of things going in the background in the dressing room, running about the training ground, the professionalism, the attitude of the players, and sometimes that's driven by the by the captain. 
but the fans don't see that because that happens on the training pitch in and around the club you know if there's new players come in does he make them feel welcome and these type of guys are you know really really important so if if, if, if Gary McAllister thinks that James Tavernier and is, is is the best guy for that and a, and a real leader in the dressing room then I, 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 I wouldn't change that even though Ryan Jack has is, is, is been tremendous um, and, and, and may well become a Rangers captain mm-hmm. in, in the future for me I think Rangers have to change a little bit you know Steven Gerrard predominantly like, like to play 4-3-3 but you know in the midfield I felt at times Rangers didn't have always the right balance now I know Hadji's is going to be he's, he's been signed permanently you've got Ryan Jack you normally have Stephen Davis that, that that would normally look as if it's your your, your kind of guaranteed front uh, midfield three but I think they need someone that's a little bit more defensive Jack changed his game when he was getting forward and I think he was very good at it uh, a little bit like Jordan Henderson down at Liverpool but I think they need someone to sit in front of the back four and, and, and protect goals and, and whoever else is the other centre yeah. back this year um, you know whether it's Helandar who's back fit again Katic is injured or it's Bassett but, but for for me I think they need someone who's a little bit more defensive minded someone who can break the play up who can sense danger who can just start the, the, the play and allow those other players to go and play so I think they need someone like that um, in that area and also as I said um, you know in, in a front area I think if Morelis is is Either you know he's off for him, or he's you know he's if, you know we, we know towards the end of the the period before the breakdown he'd he'd lost form and he'd lost his discipline a little bit. So I think you know th- this is a big season if he's still going to be there. I think this is a huge season for Alfredo Morelos <laughs> because if he doesn't have a huge impact this year, then where does he go from there? Six months ago he's rated at fifteen million pound plus. There's by all accounts a number of clubs looking at him. Yeah. Six months time. You know, that's probably not the case. So he has got a big season ahead of him. He has to really knuckle down, understand what it means to play for Rangers, be on the pitch, not sitting in the stand. Mm-hmm. He's been in Scotland long enough to know now the rules, the regulations, the spotlight, whether people are winding <laughs> him up, all these sort of things. You've got to take the excuse book, you've got to rip it up, throw it away and say, right, I need to do my my talking on the pitch. And if he does that, he's a terrific player. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're back after the travel with Stephen. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Jim Duffy and Alison Conroy here on Clyde One Super Scoreboard until 7 o'clock tonight. Jim, a quick look on Twitter. Colin McNeil, I think Rangers need a central defender, a right mid-winger, target man up front and a central mid with a bit of power. For the striker, I'd like Dykes. For central mid, I'd like Lewis Ferguson. Yeah, again, Lewis Ferguson, again, our top young player. There was talk you know, a little while ago about whether it would um, you know, be a player that Rangers could be interested in. Again, good presence. You know, not quite sure yet whether he's a kind of sitting midfielder or whether he's a box-to-box midfield player. He's, he's still young, of course. So, um, but I, again, as I said, for me, I think if Rangers could get someone in, in you know, th- th- that area, you know, mm-hmm. sitting there, you know, breaking things up, protecting the, the back four, because Tavernier and Barisic bomb on, and that's the way they want to play. And that's the way, to me, honestly, listen, that's the way most teams play now. Let's be mm-hmm. honest, the top teams, full-backs, high, wide, um, but it does leave exposed. But again, nearly all of the top teams have a defensive-minded midfield player. You know, even even the very best of them, like you know Man City and Liverpool, have someone. Whether it's Fabinho, whether it's Rodri, or before that Fernandino, even these top teams have someone whose job is just to protect. 
01419511025 is the number and John Paul in Fault House has given us a call. Hello, John Paul. Hi, guys. How's it going? You all right? Hi, John Thanks. Paul. Uh, just a couple of points. Obviously, um, I'm a Celtic fan, as you know, and I like the way, I like the way um, some, some players have come back um, for, for quarantine and um, around the club, you see things... Um, Lamala, I saw you see Scott Brown, the captain, talking about them today. You know, there must be big faith in it. So I like, I like the way that, um, that they've come back. I think there's a good, great strength and depth in the squad with Sun Points, etc. El Hamid um, getting back fit. Um, and I, I'm more than happy to go ahead with the season. Obviously, losing Foster, if we don't get him, would be a massive blow. Everybody knows how good a keeper he is. Um, but uh, I'm pretty sure that we'll hit, we have enough uh, strength and depth in the squad to go throughout the season which we've proven over the last couple of years um, that should get a feel over the line to get a 10 but just listening to another couple of calls there uh, and the boy that was on top of it saying he wouldn't have London Dykes but he wants a prolific goal scorer and you know I've looked at you know I, I, I think I'm a fair fan and you look at Rangers and Rangers have Jermaine Defoe and Jermaine Defoe has scored goals everywhere he has been Premiership Championship no matter where it is on loan at other clubs he scored goals everywhere he went so it doesn't matter within getting a perfect goal so it's who's done it and who's been there you know London Dykes might be a gamble but that's where I think Celtic have the difference you know all the pressure on Rangers Rangers need to deliver this year um, the boy was on top of it Chris Julian I maybe he's found it uncomfortable but over the, the season he's got that much experience and he always bounces back he's bounced back with massive goals and massive games for Celtic you know what I mean so I think that I think that all the pressure is on Rangers this year and I think that Celtic have have it to lose I don't know what you're thinking about that yeah, I mean, I think that Christopher Julian did have a good season, John Paul. You're, you're right, but he did have a couple of uncomfortable games against Lyndon Dykes. I don't think there's any dispute in that. I think he admitted that himself. Uh, I was at the the game at Livingston where yeah. he completely uh, lost it at times. But yeah. but listen, you, you, you judge, you're judged over the course of a season, not over two or three games. But it certainly helped Lyndon Dykes cause, there's no doubt about that. Because, and, and he made he had a couple of good games against Rangers as well. So that when you play these high-profile games, variably they're on TV, you get a lot more uh, media coverage. And that certainly helped uh, Lyndon Dykes, uh, no question about that. And I think he has got, uh, you know, he's, he's he's made massive strides forward over yeah, the last year or two. And it might it might be something that potentially that the you know a team could have. From Celtic's point of view, I I, I think other than the goalkeeper. And listen, you know, we're saying that, but Scott Fox is still there. You know, and um, you know he was the number one goalkeeper until until Fraser Foster came in. Scott uh, Bain, yeah, uh, sorry, sorry, Scott Bain, Scott Fox, Scott Bain. So you know he's he's a he's a you know a, a more than than than, than a competent goalkeeper, and, and I think that that's something that, that shouldn't be forgotten. But Fraser Foster was was immense. The, 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 you know, the, 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 again had hard uh, act to, to follow. But Celtic are, are very strong. I mean, they, 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 you know, even at the back, I think Near Beaton is now seen more of as a centre back, so he can complement Ayer yep. and Julian in there as well. They've got plenty of options in midfield. They've got pace. They've got goals. Elanusi is signed on loan again. So you know, Lee Griffiths is the one that would be a wee bit of a worry at this moment in time, yep. just to, yep. because he, he came back looking absolutely sharp as attack and looked a great partnership with that Edward. So, but. But as you said, Kamala and, and these guys who've been there now for six months, uh, you know, understand what it is now. And they, they've looked at the competition, they've looked at the league, they understand it more so. Yeah, for Celtic to go and actually improve their team just now, it'd be quite difficult, I think. You know, the midfield with McGregor and Christie and Brown, it's very... I mean, it's and, about and, holding yeah. on to players as yeah, much as yeah, exactly. making new you signings. Know, and, you, you know, you, you've, you've got really, really good options, Celtic, so... 
If, if someone said who would Celtic look to strengthen in what areas other than goalkeeper, I think you might be struggling. To, 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 whereas you know other other clubs are always needing mm-hmm. two or three players, but I don't think Celtic do. Thank you to John Paul for his call. I want to take a little look at football fans and the work that fans are doing to help the communities through the pandemic is now being recognised in the House of Commons as part of our More Than Just a Game campaign. All week we're celebrating supporters pulling together to make a difference to help the clubs and communities through lockdown. Rangers fan Alan Stewart set up a community group in Bothwell, Uddingston and View Park to drop off food, walk dogs and catch up with people who may be lonely. Well, Celtic supporter Scott Dunn and his kids have raised £400 for the NHS by starting a car wash. In the last few weeks of what we have done and achieved is amazing and it has been very emotional. It's affected so many people in all walks of life and in all different ways. Whether it's been from ourselves taking the delivery of meals to them, food parcels, support, friendly phone calls, eh, walking their dog. We'll do just about anything for the, for the local community and beyond. There's a wide spectrum of supporters from Rangers, Celtic, Hearts, Habs, Partick, Thistle, Airdrie, Motherwell. But most importantly, we, we all work well with each other and we're all focused on the same needs and our goals for the charity. My young children, who were aged nine and six at the time, decided they would like to do like a community car wash to raise funds for the NHS charity. All the neighbours loved the idea of the kids washing their cars for them. They brought us closer to the neighbours as well. So we're speaking to neighbours I've not spoken to for a while and the, the kids absolutely loved getting wet, being happy cleaning and seeing the smile on people's faces when they get their cars back. We want to hear more of your stories. You can share them on Twitter by using the hashtag more than just a game. Jim, for as tough as lockdown was and this pandemic has been for everybody, it really showed what football fans can do when they pull together, just for the communities, but also for clubs. You look at Dumbarton fans yeah. and, and the crowdfunding that they had there. Yeah, phenomenal. I mean, to be honest with you, if, if, if the demand fans hadn't put their, their, their hands in their pocket and didn't act out, they, they probably, probably the, the club would be really on the brink mm-hmm. of going out of business. It's as, it's as you know, important as that. And, you know, the, 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 those fans there that, 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 you know, helped their communities and, you know, I, I think is absolutely tremendous. And listen, and quite rightly, we had, you know, the, the, the very many Thursdays where everybody clapped for the carers and for the NHS. But I would, I would love to see, you know, some sort of accolade going to. You know, there's so many volunteers, not not just from the football community, but you know, all over all over the country, who you know have looked at the, the, the wherever they live and say, look, mm-hmm. how can we help? And uh, you know, just unselfish, done it for no reason, no publicity. So whether it's a a minute's applause before the first game, just for all the volunteers, something. To, to you know, just just to show them that people do genuinely understand and appreciate what they've done. So listen, well played to them. And uh, as I said, as I said, oh, the, the, you know that that football community is coming together mm-hmm. to to help to help people. Which again, sometimes football gets you know the negative side of it gets a much more publicity than the positive side. This is a huge positive aspect of what football and community do when they go together. Absolutely. Now, rapidly running out of time, but I need to mention this one. East Co-Bride mm-hmm. with another big signing today. Chris Erskine mm-hmm. has agreed a one-year deal with the Lowland League side after leaving Livingston. Yeah, Premier League player going to the you know Lowland League uh, with uh, Stevie Aitken there and he's building a huge uh, talented squad there. A lot of experienced players, very good players. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're obviously going to look to challenge Kelty Hearts next year for the title. That's about it for tonight. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your calls. I'll be back tomorrow night with Gordon DL. Barry Wilkins is up next.